We have been going through the book of Matthew, and we're going to continue on with that today. Uh, we, we, we're, we're following Jesus' journey, and we've uh, started about, uh, I think it was around Advent, we started with the, 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 the birth and everything, and uh, last week we talked about uh, Jesus being um, uh, tempted in the desert, and now he's, he's about ready to really kind of get into his ministry. Uh, historically, we think that he was probably in his early 30s, maybe 31 to 33, something like that, and he is getting ready to, he's been living in this... Uh, in this community, and he's now ready to uh, kind of put his sandals to the ground and start uh, moving and start spreading the message of, of the good news. And before he does that, he knows that he needs to gather some people to uh, help him along the journey. And that's where this picks up. It uh, takes place, uh, Matthew four eighteen through 20. We'll just read the first part here. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers... Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Now, you know, we, I don't know about you, but I've seen uh, uh, dramatizations of this uh, many times in, in many types of uh, movies and things like that. And you usually see, you know, Jesus kind of walking along the shore and he just says, hey, you, come follow me. And they just jump, you know, miraculously wherever they're at and they, they follow him. And a lot of times we've used this story to talk about the, the sacrifice that some of these disciples have made. They've given up everything to, to follow Jesus. They, they, they have uh, braved the unknown. They have stepped out uh, on, a, on a, a life that they, they cherished uh, to take a risk and to, to follow Jesus. Now, for me, um, I kind of look at things a little bit uh, differently because uh, I'm told that I am a little different. But uh, I'm always scared to make a move in life. I, I, I've talked about this many times, but uh, like many people, I have insecurities and I have uh, low self-worth and I struggle with that at times. And, and there's been many times in my life where it's been very hard for me to take that step forward. I remember when I first got hired um, in radio, I was, uh, I, they found out that I had done some uh, stand-up because of somebody that I knew that was working at the radio station. And they heard that, they, that I had done stand-up and they wanted some help on the morning show that they were doing. And so they hired me to be kind of like the, the, the gag guy and the, 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 the joker and everything like that. But I was very intimidated and I almost didn't do it because I thought that it was um, beyond me. I thought it was something that I, I, I couldn't do. I, you know, even as a comedian, I, I thought there's, there's no one that's going to think that I'm, I'm funny. Uh, there, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, to do this, or especially not to thousands of people that listen on the, the airwaves. And the, I remember actually the first time that I had to solo. There was a time when the, the, the morning show that I started to work with, they... Uh, they, they quit, and they took a job somewhere else, and the management just put me in charge until they found another partner for me. Uh, and so here I was now in charge of not only what to say and do, but I was in charge of all of the uh, um, instruments 
the, the, how to play the stuff and everything. And I had never learned, I'd never been through any kind of radio school or, or anything like that. I, I used to just tell jokes on stage, and now here I was with this, uh, you know, 36-channel uh, switcher uh, uh, board and this, all these lights, and C at the time we played CDs, this is old, but uh, we had all of this kind of gizmos and everything like that, and the CDs that we had came from the record labels, so they weren't like uh, you didn't just go to the store and buy them, so some of them had different, uh, different music on them. And uh, I remember the first time... I was so nervous because I was just so scared. I did not, I was telling myself, you can't do this. Uh, you're, you know, you're a loser. People are going to find out that you're a loser and all of this kind of stuff. And it was a country radio station. The time came, 6 a.m., morning show, uh, prime time. I get on there and I tell people, welcome, you know, to the station and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like I'm doing pretty good and everything. And I give the weather and it's flawless. And I hit that CD. And on a country radio station, I was the first person to play Twisted Sister, We're Not Going to Take It. Thanks, Allison. She's laughing over there. But, uh, and, and I froze. So it wasn't like I exited the song real quick. It played out throughout until the program director came in and said, what, you know, and so my first uh, solo time was uh, with hiccups, but eventually I got used to it. Eventually I was able to learn the things, and eventually I was able to prove myself wrong. I was able to uh, confront the voice that was telling me that I was not going to be able to do this. And I was able to turn it into um, proof that I, that I could do it. And then by that time, I, um, the time I was able to kind of uh, know what I was doing, a partner came in and a, a, wonderful, um, a wonderful career in, in radio uh, happened for me. And I, and I have very fond memories of it. But even after radio, um, I had another adventure. I had something else to, turn, to, to go on to. Uh, and it went into uh, pr producing the news in television. And again, that was something I had no experience in, but I was able to, to do that. And the reason I was able to do that, for, for one reason or another, even though I was uh, really insecure, even though I had really low self-esteem, I was able to still move forward in that. And sometimes I think that that's what Jesus was doing to the disciples that he called. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is that we're talking about uh, uh, Simon and Andrew, two brothers that fished, and they were talking about uh, John and James, two brothers that fished with their father. Now, in most cases, the fishing uh, business was a family business. People had uh, grown up in this, and this is what they did. They learned this trade, and it was something that was uh, passed down generation to generation. This is just what they did. So they could do this blindly. They knew how to do this. But did they want to? We, we always tell the story of whether or not these guys were just, you know, like this is what they wanted to do and this is what they loved to do. And then Jesus calls them and suddenly everything changes and they, and they follow Jesus putting away the things that they left behind. But I wonder sometimes, what if they didn't like it? 
What if they hated what they were doing? What, what, if, what, if, what if Peter stunk at fishing? What if it was something that he was brought into as a family, but just didn't like it? What if James and John actually did not even get along with their father? What if their father was, was, was a really mean, vicious person to them? And the relationship that they had was toxic and bad. Was Jesus, by calling them, pulling them from something they loved? Or was he rescuing them from something? Sometimes moving forward does mean walking away from. And sometimes we don't do that because either we're insecure, uh, we have low self-esteem, we don't have the knowledge that we, we know, we, or we don't have somebody uh, encouraging us or welcoming us to take that extra step forward. When I got that job in radio, I was working at a fast food taco place. I was in my 20s, and the most exciting thing that I had in my day was to ask somebody if they wanted a hot sauce with that. I didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be. But because of my insecurities, I felt like I was where I was supposed to be. I felt like that's just the way things ended up for me. I thought that's where I, my life was going to end up, and I better just make the best of it. And I wonder if the disciples, the early disciples, if, if Peter and Andrew and John and James, if they were in the same boat, boat, if they were there because they just felt like that's where they were supposed to be. But maybe they had dreams that, that took them beyond that. Maybe they wanted more in their life, but they just didn't know how to get there. And maybe they were so either uh, they didn't know about the possibilities, or maybe they were so low self-worth that they felt like this is their identity. And this is all that they can do. They've learned it from their childhood. It's all they have. Much like I felt when I was working the fast food, it can be quite depressing. And I, I tell you, I feel very um, much respect for people that, that work daily in, in places like fast food or grocery stores or anything, especially during the time when people are being kind of mean to them. It's, it's not a very rewarding job. And it's a job that uh, many times people uh, are, are just in because they have to do that and they're doing the best they can. And that's where I was in my 20s. But I didn't think that I was ever going to be able to do something else. I was doing stand-up as a side uh, thing. I would go and I would uh, travel on the weekends and I would uh, do stand-up comedy and things like that. And so there were little hints of a possibility of what I could do. But at the time, this was the 1980s. And it was, yeah, sorry. But it was uh, a time when it was harder to do uh, stand-up without having to travel 24-7. And I was too scared to do that. I would do things locally or I would go to uh, the Midwest was my kind of region. And sometimes I'd have really good times where I would walk away feeling good. But by the next morning, I was there again with my insecurities thinking, that's about all I can do is occasional weekend uh, gigs. But for the most part, I'm the guy that asked if they want a hard shell or a soft shell on your taco. 
And I would see people that were, I went to high school with that were having careers and doing things. And there I was kind of stuck in here. And that's when a friend of mine came in that worked for the radio station. And she said, hey, how are you doing? I didn't expect you to be working behind the taco end counter. And she really said that. And I said, yeah, I, uh, it, you know, and I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I'm, I'm working at a radio station and I love it. And she said, you know, I should tell them about you. And it was because of that, that moment where she just said, I should tell them about you. Someone believed in me and gave me that nudge. And then I was able to jump into something as scared as I was. I wonder if that's what Jesus did with those disciples. I don't see it so much as something that they loved and adored and they were willing to sacrifice everything and they marched as heroes because as we know, disciples were people just like we are. They were flawed. They were insecure. They had their issues. They had their struggles. They had their baggage. Could it have been that Jesus knew that these guys could do more than what they were doing now and called them to give them hope, to give them strength, to give them meaning in their life, to say, you, I know that that's not exactly what you want to be doing in your life. Come and follow me. I'll show you so much more. And we know that sometimes it was easy and sometimes it wasn't. Just like everything that we step into, it doesn't mean that we're stepping away from something uh, that is uh, bad into something that is going to be continually good. I had my, my good times and bad times in radio. But it does mean, can you step forward and evolve into where God sees you to be? Or are we sitting afraid, either behind the fast food counter or in the boat, afraid to move forward because we don't have that belief in ourselves? And I think that's where Jesus is calling in and saying, you know what? Believe in me. Follow, follow me. And, and just believe in me for now. Because I can guarantee you that the more that you spend time with me, the more that you spend time with me knowing how much I love you, you're going to see your potential. You're going to see what you can do. And you're going to start to love yourself as well. That's why a lot of times in our, in our mission statement, we put uh, love God first. Because sometimes we don't, we're not in a position where we love ourselves very much. Sometimes we need someone to believe in us. I didn't believe in myself when my friend from the radio station came and invited me to change my life. And I, I had to trust her in that. Much like when I became a pastor, I, I had to trust God in that. I felt called by, by Jesus. I, I, I do know what it feels like to have Jesus say, hey, come and, and follow me. But I also know what it's like to not want to get off that boat. I also know what it's like to say, I can't do that. And I was a very reluctant person to come into to ministry. And I had a lot of people around me that were saying, no, no, you, you really shouldn't be doing ministry. But I believed in God, and I believed in Christ, and I took that step forward. 
I wonder if there's people out here that are watching this right now that are in a place in their life where they feel like they are there because that's where they're just supposed to be. Or this is the tradition. Or this is where, uh, you know, ideally the, the stereotype or whatever tag you've put on yourself, that this is just where I am. Whether I'm happy or not, this is just where I'm supposed to be. And if you are, can you, can you hear God calling you to say, take a step outside of that. Trust me. Follow me. Have faith. And know that you can be and that you're meant to be so much more. Do we have that faith to listen outside of our own critiques, the, the, our own hateful speech that we give ourselves? Do we have the faith in a God that loves us? Do we have a faith to actually believe that that is true? That God does love us and knows that we can be even better than who we are today? Do we have that faith to to walk forward? Do we have that faith to step outside the boat? I, I invite us all, every one of us, to look exactly where we are in our life. To ask ourselves, do we feel comfortable? Do we feel happy? Do we feel like we are where we are supposed to be? Or do we feel called to move a couple of steps forward? I ask us all to shut up the voices in our heads, the voices of saying, you can't, you shouldn't, you should, and listen for the voice of Christ and ask, what is Christ telling me to do? What is Christ encouraging me to do? Does Christ want me to be in a, a hurtful, harmful situation where I'm not happy? No. Does Christ want me to be the best that I can be? Yes. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, may we hear you today. May we, uh, may, may we quiet the voices of shoulds, shouldn'ts. May we look beyond places where we feel our potential is limited. May we see our dreams. May we see our dreams as realities. May we identify ourselves the way that you identify us. May we have faith in you to help take us by the hand and guide us outside the boat. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.